0: Welcome, welcome to the IdeaGen global podcast. Today we have with us Jeff Eggers from the McChrystal Group. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, George, great to be with you. As a senior policy advisor, security professional, and leadership consultant, Jeff leverages 20-plus years of experience managing strategic efforts and leading high-stakes, high-performing teams during his time with the White House, Department of Defense, and the US Navy. A former Special Assistant to the President of the United States for National Security Affairs for President Obama, Jeff was responsible for oversight of critical and sensitive aspects of U.S. foreign and national security policy. A researcher in behavioral science and a consultant on leadership and organizational performance, Jeff now leads McChrystal Group's Leadership Institute, managing engagements with Fortune 500 clients requiring assistance with organizational performance, leader development, and culture shaping. He has taught courses in change management, leadership, and public po- policy for many organizations. Jeff retired from the U.S. Navy following a successful 20-year career as a U.S. Navy SEAL with extensive operational and combat leadership experience. Jeff has published in esteemed academic journals and media outlets such as Fortune, Foreign Policy, Political, and U.S. News, and World Report. Jeff, we could go on and on. First of all, thank you for your service to the nation, and thank you for being on the show today.
1: Thanks, George. It's great to be with you, and I appreciate you saying that.
0: Jeff, launching right into the interview, what originally inspired you to join the McChrystal Group?
1: Well, to be honest with you, it was... uh sitting in Stan McChrystal's living room um, over a beer, uh, having a discussion where he said, hey, I've, you know, I've got an idea. Um, one, uh, I, want, I want to launch a, a leadership institute. Um, and two, I think um, we should write a book about leadership. And it was, it was you know, that dual opportunity and that one conversation that, um, really, uh, brought me into the, the firm in a full-time way. I had been doing some part-time advisory work, uh, during kind of the freelance part of my, my career, but, uh, that's really when I shifted years. And it, you know, that was, a, that was a tremendous opportunity only because I've been a, a bit of a lifelong, um, you know, a student, if you will, of this, this question of what makes Groups of humans high-performing, and how do they do that? And in the Crystal Group, that's one of the things that we really try to specialize and, and focus on. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to be able to, to spend, you know, one's kind of days um, diving into that question and working with different organizations on, on those ideas.
0: Well, it's always amazing to hear the pathway of, some, of how someone actually arrived at their current destination, and that's certainly a uh, very insightful and sort of very uh, exciting and interesting path to leading up the Leadership Institute at the McChrystal Group. Today we have with us as well Christian Angelson, Vice President for Global Operations at Ideagen. Christian, welcome.
1: Thank you, George. Jeff, thank you again for joining us on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks, Christian.
1: And for your service. Um, It really, you know, really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Jeff, How does your role at the McChrystal Group continue to inspire you as you work to engage the incredible range of individuals and organizations you work with? Well, that's one of the great things about um, this line of work is not only do we get to do a lot of of research, but we get a lot lot of time with a really diverse uh, group of, of companies and organizations only because... We are non-sector specific. We work across public sector, private sector, and across every industry, and we see everything from, from organizations that are in crisis to organizations that are ultra-high performing and want to stay that way. And from the point of view of somebody who's really immersed in, in studying these systems and these organizations, that's a great opportunity because you, see, you get to see everything, um, quite literally. And you know that's inspirational in and of itself. Um, I think I think it's, it's doubly inspirational insofar that there's a, there's really um, almost a daily kind of inspiration one finds is just the people within these organizations. We work with a lot of executive teams that um, are consistently impressive, and it's just that exposure to that cross you know section of humanity. Um, is really, you know, not just fulfilling, but it's inspiring because it's it's exceptional and it's great to see, and it just gives you a lot of kind of renewed hope in what people are like and what people are capable of, and that's just really enjoyable.
0: Well, Jeff, uh, shifting gears a bit, and this is a tough question in that you have so many accomplishments in your career, but what have been some of the greatest accomplishments that you could cite during your professional career? Yeah, that's a, it is
1: a tough question. You know, one, because I, I, I don't want to, in some ways I don't want to control the question because I don't want to, um, you know, make it sound like uh, that, that, that there is this kind of um, long list of, of so-called accomplishments. You know, it's... Um, there have been a few things I'm I'm proud of. The, the most recent of which was we just finished um, writing a book with my co-authors, Stan McChrystal and, and Jay Mangone. We we finished writing this book, Leaders: Myth and Reality, which I know you've had a chance to um, get, get a bit familiar with. But that was a pretty special opportunity, if only because it was the first book i would written, and it was a little bit of an ambitious project because um, it was a it was a fairly um, uh, you know short timeline with a with a big work list because we profiled we ended up profiling thirteen historic leaders, and moreover we're trying to say something new and important about the institution leadership itself and I feel like we did a good job in in doing what seemed like a, almost an unachievable task at the outset and so the fact that we came out okay um on that and, you know, made our publishing guidelines, but also wrote a book that, um, regardless of what the critics say that we can feel proud about and, you know, has become a bit of a bestseller. Um, that's, that's been, uh, pretty fulfilling to go through that experience most recently. That's fantastic. Jeff Christian here again. What do you think are the secrets behind getting to where you are, uh, today in, in your professional career? Yeah, Krishna, I, you know what? I? There certainly aren't any secrets. And in fact, there almost wasn't a design. Um, Insofar in, in that I didn't, this wasn't an engineered pathway. It was almost more of an accidental pathway. Um, it, you know, one opportunity would would emerge, and it would lead to another one that was completely unexpected. And And after a number of these twists and turns, you end up in a place that, it you know, wasn't uh, part of a childhood plan uh, or, or really um, a long-term plan at any point. You know, they say, you know, the, the secret to getting where you want to go is having doors open for you, right? Um, but you have to be standing near the door when it's open. And all you can do is really kind of constantly surveil and, and position yourself near doors that you hope will open. And and hope they do open, which is to say one can't give oneself too much credit, right? There's a certain amount of serendipity that that is behind everybody's path. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have the wind kind of blowing my own back, so to speak, at various points, and also to have people who took a chance on me. I mean, if you think about where opportunity occurs and where people really perform, very often it's because somebody took a chance on somebody. And you can you can relate to that either from the point of view of the person who's, who's betting on somebody or whether you're the person that's being um, bet on, right? Either way, it feels a little nauseating um, and a little special, but it almost always produces good results. And I've been fortunate enough where there were various points where somebody said, you know what, you're not the person who would normally get this opportunity or you know, you're, you're a little young for this or whatever, but, but we're gonna take a chance on you. And I think those, more than anything, that I was lucky enough to have those moments and people in my life like that were a big part of, of um, the pathway.
0: Uh, that's, in, that's
1: incredible, Jeff. Kind of running off that a little bit, if you could go back in time what advice would you give to yourself just starting out? Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one. if only because it suggests a little bit of, would I do something differently, which means, do I have any regrets? And I like I definitely don't want to sit here and say, oh yeah, there's, there's regrets. Because I think it's nice to be able to think, oh, I lived my life regret three. But um, if I'm totally honest with you, I think the one thing I would tell my future self would be to slow down a bit and be a little bit more in the present, you know, because the the speed of the clock is fixed, right? You can try to go faster in life, but life goes at its speed. Um, and, and you can hurry around and try to squeeze more in, but there's a cost to that, right? Because... Like I said, you can't you can't accelerate the clock really. And what you miss out on when you get busier and you try to squeeze more in is you just miss out on some of the magic of life, some of the moments, and some of the, the specialness of being in the moment. Whether that's a little bit of richness on interpersonal relationships um, at work or with family, what have you, but there's some costs to not being present as much as we should be, and and I think that's the one thing I've learned a bit is to slow down and to kind of savor the moments as as much as the journey, so to speak.
0: What an incredible incredible perspective, Jeff. Not not certainly not unexpected. And we're at the point in the podcast interview where we ask a question that we ask all global leaders and luminaries, and it's a fairly profound question, which is, Jeff, what are the three key lessons you have learned that have the potential to change the world?
1: Um, well, that's a, that is a big question. <laughs> um. And it's an important, in some ways, it's an important question because I feel like not enough people are asking that question. Not enough people are thinking in terms of, well, how do we change the world? Um, and the problems that we deal with are are big. They are they are global, and it would be great if more people thought that way. You know, the the first two, which kind of go together, would be the first one is to. Probably, and this is going to sound like a contradiction, I guess it's a little bit of a deliberate um, juxtaposition, but one is have the, have the audacity to think in such terms that the world can be changed. But two is to approach it very modestly with incremental and small steps, right? Um, in other words, to, to keep the vision large, but to keep the execution modest. And which is only to say that if you, if you dream big but, but break it down into manageable steps and you do that for long enough with enough persistence over time, you actually can move mountains, right? One shovel full at a time. And, I, you know, I think it's daunting to think of the task of moving a mountain, Right? It, but it can be done and it can be made manageable by breaking it down into incremental steps and persistence over time. Um, so I think in some ways that the, the pairing of those two is a pretty powerful set of options. And I think the second one, there's a, there's a lot of dreamers and there's a lot of visionaries. Um, and they get a lot of the credit and they get a lot of the attention. But people who implement things Incrementally, gradually, persistently, over time, right? Th- th- they they don't get as much of the glory and the attention, but they that's really where all the magic and the potential is. To, is to to take an incremental approach to life, and that's that's probably one of the biggest lessons I have learned. On, you know, so for instance, writing this book. If you if you if you just think about all that goes into writing a book no less a a successful or a book that you you want to feel good about that can feel pretty daunting and overwhelming. And then you just never get off the ground. Right. Um, And, and you never have a book, but if you, if you break it down into, well, what's the first thing What's the very first thing, no matter how small it is, and you just keep doing that over a number of years, you end up with a book. Um, And it's almost hard to reconstruct how it happened, but there it is. It's real. It's sitting, you know, on the shelf, and you can feel good about it. So that's really the only way things happen. And I think we, we too often, we tell this myth to ourselves that, you know, if we dream big about moving the mountain, we can move a mountain, and we fail to kind of uh, lionize and revere the people who make it happen, like I said, one shuttle full at a time.
0: Jeff Eggers, McChrystal Group. Author, co author of Leaders Myth, Reality. Jeff, thank you so much. How can folks learn more about your work at the McChrystal book uh, group? I'm sorry. And you're in your book. Yeah, of course, and thanks for asking. So
1: the book's easy.
0: Um, you know, anywhere you,
1: you, you get your books, far as Noble, Amazon, it's it's there. Um, Leaders Myth and Reality. And um, re- real easy to find hope people enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a great um, mixture of uh, a historical biographical book of these 13 interesting people and some people that you think you may know pretty well, but you'll still learn something surprising about them, but as well some, some, some theories and, and tips about how to reimagine this thing we call leadership in some practical ways. Like, what does it mean if we don't have leadership right, what is it what is it that we should be doing differently if we're gonna try and get it closer to right. Um and then as far as the Crystal group goes, uh visit our website, uh or just just send us a note and, and come see us in person. You know, the the great thing about being a small, smallish, smaller earther um, is that we're very accessible, very approachable and um anybody's interested can just drop us a note, They'd be happy to jump on the phone and Talk a bit about what we do and how we do it and so forth.
0: Jeff Eggers, changing the world. Thank you so much for appearing on today's show. Thanks for the inspiration. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, George.
1: Thank you, Christian.